Where do I turn where there is nowhere to run? Where do I go when there is nowhere to go? Who do I love when no one really cares? Who do I pray for when you are not there? Where do I go when there is nowhere to go and I've already gone too far? Be careful of how much you tolerate. You are teaching them how to treat you. Welcome to Poetry and Therapy with author, songwriter, and entrepreneur, Nashal Bakuda. Relax, unwind, and connect with us as we lean into discussing raw emotions, relationships, and the transitions we experience throughout the different stages of our lives. Let's shine a light on the world within and around us. Let's begin with your host, Nashaba Kuda. Welcome, everybody, and thank you so much for joining me today on my Therapy and Poetry podcast. Welcome to the show. Fear and uncertainty can leave you feeling stressed, anxious, and powerless over the direction of your life. It can drain you emotionally and trap you in a downward spiral of endless what-ifs and worst-case scenarios about what tomorrow may bring. We're all different in how much uncertainty we can tolerate in life. Some people seem to enjoy taking risks and living unpredictable lives, while others find the randomness of life deeply distressing. But all of us have a limit. If you feel overwhelmed by uncertainty and worry, it's important to know that you're not alone. Many of us are in the same boat. It's also important to realize that no matter how helpless and hopeless you feel, there are steps you can take to better deal with uncontrollable circumstances, alleviate your anxiety, and face the unknown with more confidence. Uncertainty is often centered on worries about the future and all the bad things you can anticipate happening. It can leave you feeling hopeless and depressed about the days ahead, exaggerate the scope of the problems you face, and even paralyze you from taking action to overcome a problem. One of the surest ways to avoid worrying about the future is to focus on the present. Instead of trying to predict what might happen, switch your attention to what's happening right now. By being fully connected to the present, you can interrupt the negative assumptions and catastrophic predictions running through your mind. You can learn to purposely focus your attention on the present through mindfulness. With regular practice, mindfulness can help change your preoccupation with future worries to a stronger appreciation of the present moment, as well as help calm your mind, ease stress, and boost your overall mood. You can start a mindfulness practice by following an audio meditation or incorporating it into an exercise program such as walking. Using mindfulness to stay focused on the present can take perseverance. Initially, you may find that your focus keeps wandering back to the future fears and worries, but keep at it. Each time you focus your attention back on the present, you're strengthening a new mental habit that can help break free of uncertainty. So why do some people seem to be better able to cope in these troubling times than others? While everyone's situation is different, it is true that people with resilience tend to have a higher tolerance for the emotional distress generated by hard times. The more resilient you are, the better you're able to tolerate the feelings of stress, 
anxiety, and sadness that accompany trauma and adversity, and find a way to rebound from these setbacks. So let's design your destiny. Destiny isn't fate or some predetermined thing. Like if your mother or father was a nurse or a teacher, you too are destined to be a nurse or teacher. Or if your family has a history of heart disease, you too are destined for this path. No, to design your destiny has nothing to do with history or fate or luck. To design your destiny means that you are in the driver's seat. You have a choice in the quality and aliveness of your life. You have a choice in your focus and where you direct your attention. You have a choice in the actions that create meaning, actions that sustain and amplify your energy. What it means to design your destiny is to make the choice. I think most of our life and where we're going to end up in our lives usually comes down to three simple things. We have to decide who we are going to be. Who we become is not an accident, but a purposeful intent. That our days and how we approach our days are literally driven by the intention of who we're going to be. That we bring our character into each of the circumstances of our lives. And by doing that, maybe we can't always direct every circumstance of our life and can't control everything, but we can certainly control our responses to them. We can certainly dictate who we're going to be in those circumstances. And that helps us achieve our ultimate destiny that we desire, not one that just lands on us. We have to design our days. What ends up happening for so many people is they lose two or three hours to distraction each day, maybe four hours distraction of television a day, and over the course of their lives, a decade of opportunity is now gone. A decade of missed opportunities to connect with your family, to achieve your dreams, to work a little harder, to contribute that thing you always contribute, and to learn that skill that you wanted to learn. We have to decide on our days. We have to design them, to wake up and decide what this day is going to be about, what will get done, and what deserves our focus or who we will reach out to, instead of just responding to everybody else's needs. We have to deal with fate. Fate is a real thing. Things happen to us each day and maybe they were destined, and you either believe that or don't, but maybe the reality is that each day is always going to bring the same three recurring characters. Once you realize that life isn't so mysterious, it's just about how you respond to those same three recurring characters because they show up in cycles and throughout your life no matter what. Every single day, what's going to show up for us. Fate brings us struggle and suffering. Fate brings us gifts and blessings. And fate brings us love and loss. Are you working on your life or just in it? Plan a preferred future. If you don't know where you're going, then any road will get you there. My friend and I are planning on taking a trip. So we decided to make one of our birthdays the milestone for this type of journey. We're gonna take time to make course corrections and observe any external factors thrown at us. Our planning will be specific and measurable. We'll take time to examine and discuss the details of every aspect of our lives. 
personal and professional to achieve integrated success and happiness. Be pragmatic. The future must reflect what is physically possible with available resources and limitations. Pragmatism isn't in itself destructive. However, we will focus our creativity to design aspirational futures that exploit every opportunity and asset we have. We'll also create filters to keep us from wasting time and energy on what's unachievable or irrelevant. Decide the who, not the what. We're defining who we want to be in the future, not what we want to be doing. The who centers on passion, core capabilities, and core satisfaction, such as material requirements. If I know who I truly want to be, I can detail what to do, what to own, resources I need, etc. I can also determine what not to do or own, etc. Focusing time and resources where required. Be honest. We will challenge each other constantly to get to the truth of who we are and who we wish to be. There will be no quiet politeness on this trip. I can't let my friend believe her own stories and rationalizations, causing misdirection and distraction. By the way, I must warn you right here, allowing this kind of dialogue requires intimate knowledge of each other and great trust. Pick your accountability partner wisely. Consider the tools around you, old and new. Every resource is important. On my old list is Napoleon Hill, who nearly 100 years ago connected creative visualization to success. And I will also consider new resources like crowdsourcing. Although I'm a natural skeptic for overly hyped internet trends, Elena Kregner, a talented designer, inspired me with her Kickstarter campaign. It's simple, interesting, and elegant, like her jewelry, which is why it's gaining traction, unlike many others. In this planning exercise, no resources, new or old, are off the table to achieve my desired future. Ignore the naysayers. I live for constructive criticism, but outside perspective that is baseless, conjure, or stems from emotional baggage is destructive for achievers. Think about dissatisfied family or friends. Put these people in a box where they can't distract you from your ambitions. Find people who get it and put them in your corner. Engage them in your preferred future and help them achieve theirs. Don't settle for mediocrity. Although being the next Steve Jobs or US president is likely off our agenda, as it should be, we both want to be pushed to the limits of our potential. Too many people settle for what is either easy rather than engage their energy and creativity to create something different and meaningful. Then they wonder why their work has no significance. I choose to pursue the awesome experience. People who take a reactive approach to growth and development will suffer the same fate as companies, managers, and employees who let the markets, technology, and competitors determine their destiny. The game of life rewards aggressive players who leverage their energy, smarts, note that I didn't say intelligence, and creativity to determine and obtain the life that truly make them happy. As Jim Collins points out in Great by Choice, good and bad luck comes to all. It's how you plan and execute that determine your return on luck.
So thank you so much, everybody, for joining me. And I hope I was able to give you plenty of uh, ideas and information that maybe you can incorporate in your life. Hopefully, I will see you here next time. Until then, I will continue to share my thoughts with you. And hopefully, I can make a difference in how you see the future. Thank you, everybody. Goodbye. Thank you for joining us today on Poetry and Therapy with Nashaba Kuda. We're so glad you joined us. Connect with Nashaba on Instagram at Nashaba Kuda and on our podcast page on Anchor. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. Nashaba is an author of In My Father's Shadow and Still. She is also a songwriter and entrepreneur. Until next time, search for the artist within and use it to shine a light on the world around us.